Good morning, everyone. And in case it's not morning where you're at, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. I am your host, Anthony Longhair LeClaire, and I'm joined by my fabulous co-host, the marvelous Mara the Mouse McCarty. What's up, everybody? Good question. Yeah. It is a good question. I figured. Yeah. Today, we are reviewing for you an album. Ooh. After I close the window. I can't even get mad because he's playing Metallica. <laughs> I was like, I mean, for all the times that people blare their music, that's not a bad one. So, today, for Swept Up, we are going to be reviewing The Cabiner's latest album, Waiting for You. Waiting for you. Waiting for you. 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 People. Watching. Right now. What do you mean, you people? (laughs) What am I, Don Cherry? (laughs) Oh. Canadian burn. Oh! Um... Yeah, so the cabiners are, um, I guess, quite a bit like us in that they're a folk duo from Northern Ontario. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've been around a bit longer. They, I think, officially they started going by the cabiners in 2017. They started playing together in 2014. Okay, I believe. But uh, yeah, so they they adopted their name in 2017. So they've been around for a few years. Um, they. They have an interesting... I mean, this this is where they're very much like us in that they cover a lot of music. So um, yeah. a whole lot of even just their album is cover songs. So like Love Hurts, mm-hmm. for example, which is one of my favorite Nazareth songs. E- me too. Uh, then they also have Ahead by a Century if you're, you know, uh, a, a hip fan. fan. <laughs> Great hip song though. In my opinion. It no, it's fine. No, here's the thing. I like the hip. I just don't like Gord Downey's voice. I know a lot of people are getting upset now. And um Look it. I don't you care. Piss them off. So? <laughs> Have you met me? I was gonna say, I know you don't care at all. I mean I don't want to upset people, but mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. I am entitled to my own correct opinion so uh whatever no no i like the hip mm-hmm. i just prefer to sing it myself yeah i know and i'm also just totally bugging you and bob cajun <laughs> i saw the constellation shut up gord <laughs> don't get me wrong i'm not like oh thank fuck he's dead i'm not one of those people mm-hmm. i know some of those people i'm not one of those people mm-hmm. um i would hope not the yeah, I mean, that sucks, and that is the end of a, an intense alternative Canadian music era right there. Mm-hmm. But I would rather just sing the music without his voice there. Yeah, I guess that's fair. Um, but this has nothing to do with Tragically Hip, other than the fact that the Cabiners, um happen to have covered one of their songs. Um, they also covered some Beatles stuff, so I Want to Hold Your Hand is on that album as well. So the album is like a good half and half, I'd say. Um, so that being said, we're not going to do full half of the album in review. We're only going to review three of their songs. So we're going to start off with the titular track, Waiting for You. You. We're waiting. You. I've been waiting for you. Have you? It's 
it's the name of a horror movie that you haven't seen yet. But, ah, okay, references. But you're understand. but you're going to. Um, Gia knows what I'm talking about if she's watching this. Um, <laughs> so because she's the one who gave me the the VHS tape. Oh, there you go. Yeah, for anyone who doesn't know what a VHS tape is, what are you doing with your life? Grow up. Um, take a history class, I guess. Yeah. At this point. Um, in my history classes, we played VHS. <laughs> yeah, mine too. It's, it's funny because, um, I was listening to Spotify the other day and of course I have the not subscription, so I don't pay for it. And they give you ads when you don't pay for it. And one of them was like, you could be listening to vinyl right now. You could be listening to a CD. You could be listening to an A track if you even know what an A track is. And I was like, of course I know what an A track is. Don't patronize me. The thing that the thing that uh, I believe you'll find this pronounced patronize, but mm. um, it means to talk <laughs> down to people. I know. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, every time I get an opportunity when someone says patronize instead of patronize, I... You yeah. like to patronize them about it? Yeah, but speaking of patronizing people, um, we just started our own Patreon account. So if you would like to patronize us, rather than patronize <laughs> us, um, please, by all means, uh, the links are in the description below. I'd say it's going to be somewhere right here, like a button that you can have right here. But uh, as you might have noted from the last video, take that, Dave. Um <laughs> But as you might have noticed from the last video in the little note I put in there, um, we can't actually do that until we've monetized on YouTube. So watch way more of this and just all the hours of it and mm. uh, help us get subscribers and whatnot so we can monetize so that we can just make it easier for you to to patronize us by uh, being right up here in Dave Gilmore's, uh, you know, situation. <laughs> so um, Situation. Correct. So, we are going to kick off with um, Waiting for You by The Cabiners. I was on my own And I was just fine Waste any time I Sweet songs Are sleeping into me Waiting I hope you'll be back soon Got nothing to do
to unwind Got a lot on my mind And I know you did too Waiting for you Ooh, ooh Ooh, ooh Ooh, ooh Waiting for You by The Cabiners. That is a delightful song. That's the best way I can think of to describe that. It's like very... It, it has like the, the nice bright ukulele in there and you just kind of want to sit there and go like this. <laughs> which, which we did for like half the song. Yeah, we did. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a, it's a very cute song. It is. Very much so. And... Yeah, there's something about the simplicity of it that just makes it like a, as you say, like this, mm-hmm. this bopping thing. Like a lot of people harp on like, oh, fuck, well, anyone could play that. Like, that's a piss simple song. And then, of course, um, our buddies, Andy and Rob would say, yeah, but you didn't. So too bad. Yeah. Uh, the Cabiners did, though. And the thing about mm-hmm. it, too, is that it, it creates a song that and I don't know if this is part of their whole deal, like with their title and everything. But then I think about sitting by a fire which you can't do right now in northern ontario legally um you can be fined many thousands of dollars and be put in jail for a long time because they don't want to you know choke up emergency services with people being done with fire Mm -hmm. um for obvious reasons yeah but uh yeah it makes me it makes me yearn for that thing that I want to do, which is sit around a campfire. Sit around a campfire and, uh, at a cabin. <laughs> well, at a cabin or not, whatever. Yeah. But yeah, it just makes me think about mm. sitting by a fire at a cabin or a beach or a little campground or whatever. And mm. Just doing a little jam. Like, that's the kind of feel I get from that song. Yeah. Um, and it just happens to be a cute little love story as well, right? Um, mm-hmm. So, and I have to say, there... So... Yes, I love that it's simple because a lot of people harp on people being simple and I think it's uh it's taken for granted because sometimes it's difficult to be simple but effective. Yeah, I mean like that's the thing too. It's like there's some songs out there that are just like three chords and wildly successful songs like Free Fallen by Tom Petty. Three mm-hmm. chords only three chords so yeah i absolutely agree with you on the fact that like people definitely harp on simplicity but when there's actually real nice beauty behind it sometimes Mm -hmm. for sure yeah my favorite two chord song is something in the way by nirvana yeah there you go Mm -hmm. um it's probably one of the only it's probably one of the only two chord songs i know but Mm -hmm. yeah um but yeah, I will say though at the end with the the ooze going through there, there's because we're reviewing, so I'm gonna sorry guys, I'm gonna criticize as well. Um, but that's that's part of the show. Mm-hmm. So I wish that. Okay, so he gets so Dave is his name. I don't don't know his last name. I know, and then it's Lonnie Kungle. Mm-hmm. Um, but Dave should stay on that same spot with the ooze and then 
when she's doing the higher bit, I think she should go even higher on one of them. Mm, yeah. Cause, okay. Because so at one point, just just so that because they they do it several times at the end, right? Which is fine. Repetition's good because it gets it in people's heads. Like that ooh is going to be stuck in my mind now for. It's the already next, stuck but, in my mind. <laughs> yeah. Um, but if it was just like instead of just a ooh, it could be like ooh, you know, like yeah. uh, that was slightly flat, but you know what I mean. Like, uh, yeah, I get. That. I'm not. I don't sing that fucking high typically. So yeah. unless I'm doing my hair metal shit, which is <laughs> a whole other thing, whole different level. Yeah, no, I get what you're trying to yeah. convey there for sure. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I mean, other than having just like a slight bit of variation vocally, um, musically, I think it was like instrumentally, it was it was there. It was well structured and yeah, I love the little ukulele solo in there. That's a nice little touch there. Yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah, and they they give it a good amount of space yeah like the just the the effect on on the uke mm-hmm. is like it makes it much bigger than it definitely is because you know that's actually an instrument that's smaller than you it is it's <laughs> <laughs> why mm. i like to play one and there aren't well, m- one of the many reasons but there aren't many there out no. there that are smaller than you <laughs> um like your Taylor guitar is bigger than my than my six anyway, mm-hmm. and it, on you is like it's like your size. It's wider than you are. Like the body of that <laughs> guitar is like my torso, <laughs> except taller and wider. Yeah, yeah, true. Um, but yeah. So anyway, that was waiting for you. That was the first track that we we're going to review. Mm-hmm. The second track, we're just going to hop right in, and we'll talk about it after the fact. Alrighty. And by the way, I didn't actually specify with the band that this is the case, but I'm pretty sure I know that it's their originals based on the capital A somewhere amid their titles. Uh, you might notice from the Cabner's title itself mm. that there's no capital C at the start. It's the capital A mm. in cabin. Yes. As if to suggest that there is a cabin in there. I like that. In their title. That's a nice touch. Yeah, <laughs> and it makes it super easy when you're mm-hmm. doing posters and stuff. You don't actually have to do a picture or anything with it. You mm-hmm. can just be like, and the capital A, and then you understand. Exactly. So in terms of marketing, you made it pretty easy for yourselves as well. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, anyway, hopping right into track number two. It's not actually track number two of the of the uh, album. But it's just the second track it's, we're reviewing. It's the second, <laughs> it's the second original. We... We just went through and like randomly chose one of the original. So we started with the first original, which is Waiting for You. Mm-hmm. And then we we're going to finish with the last original on the album. And then we just chose a random one in the middle. So yeah. we're just going to jump in and then we'll talk about it. When are we gonna fly? 
Cabiners. I quite like that track. It's there, it's far more complex than the last one. It is for sure. Yeah, there's definitely, and that definitely goes back to the whole like simplicity thing. Like that one was definitely a lot more simple than this one. But I love this track. I love this. There's some bits of it that's it's really interesting. Like the, um, I don't know, it, it was some kind of synth in the background. I think, but it, I mm-hmm. heard it and I was like, wow, that's like kind of beatly. Like, there were bits of it that were, like, kind of making me think of the Beatles. The first thing I thought when I heard it was Strawberry Fields. Yeah, exactly. There's, like, a little bit of that, like, I don't know. Is it, like, an organ or something? Like, what is that instrument? I'm trying to... Fucked if I should know. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, but it was, like, it was, like, a flute or, like, some kind of synth or something. But regardless, it made me think of the Beatles, which is great. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. And it really added to the whole, like dreamy aspect of the song which i guess is kind of what they're going for considering the title of the song but yeah yeah i like that i really like that yeah it's mm-hmm. um so yeah that for sure that was some sort of synth that wasn't a, yeah. a flute or anything just mm-hmm. just from the modulation of it you, mm-hmm. you could tell that it was um synthetic but uh there also was uh keys which was nice yeah uh and I liked the cello coming in. That made yeah. me smile. 
Um, I didn't hear it well enough or enough of it to tell if it was synth or not. Mm-hmm. Um, it could have it could have just been, you know, a virtual instrument. But uh, I mean, if you got a cellist or if one of you guys plays cello, then fucking awesome mm-hmm. on you guys. Um, but yeah, so that was great. Whenever that comes in on a song like that, I would love to. That being said, halfway through the song, I was just like, I wonder what this sounds like live. Because it's just the two of them. Like, does one of them play keys then for that song? Or, like, does one of them play cello for the... Like, which instrument would the other one play? Because Dave presumably would be playing guitar for it. Mm -hmm. And then Lonnie, I guess, would... Like, I don't know. Would she just switch it out for, like, a uke version of it? Or... Yeah, I'm curious to hear that. Because usually, you know, when, when we've podcasted, it's always been like... It usually it's pop music that we're talking about, but it's like, mm. if that were like stripped down in an acoustic version, what would that sound like? And this is an acoustic song mm-hmm. for the most part. But still, given that we know they are a folk duo, like what, what must the song sound like when it's just the two of them on stage? I'd really love to know. Yeah, that's a really good question. Or do they play this song when... When they're live, you know what I mean? Uh, also a valid question. Depending, especially since, like us, they do a fuck ton of covers. Yeah. So, and we do throw our own music in there as well, but mm-hmm. in comparison to the breadth of covers that we do, because we play the bar scene and mm-hmm. everyone wants to hear fucking Freebird and all that stupid shit. I think no one ever actually wants to hear that song. Yeah, I think it's, it's just a, a thing that people want to do if someone decides that they want to be funny or a jackass at a concert i want to track down who started that yeah i don't know and then i want to wish upon them something that should be served with lime (laughs) is all i'll say to that all you'll say about that no i wouldn't wish that virus on anyone but no um Mm. no you know what i would wish them just a corona beer because yeah sure like the coronavirus is bad but at least it doesn't taste like piss that's pretty valid. Yeah. I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway. Um, yeah. I would wish upon whoever started this thing, like a case of shit beer. Mm-hmm. Um, which to me is all beer. Yeah. So. Cause it's not even funny anymore. Yet so many people think they're being funny when they do it, which I don't understand. And it happens Almost every gig we played. Oh, Free yeah. Bird, shut Free up. Bird. Like, You're I would, not funny. I would prefer it if people asked for Wagon Wheel every time. Oh, yeah. One, because that's actually a song that a folk duo can do with just <laughs> a guitar and vocals. But, like, just one guitar, you can't actually do Free Bird anyway. No. Because not easily, at least. Who's, no, you can't. Not, not unless you stop keeping the rhythm of the song, break into the solo by yourself... And then just do the solo with yeah. nothing behind it, and then come back to the rhythm to yeah, do it. Like, true. makes no sense. Mm-hmm. I think most of the people who yell that have never heard that fucking song. Yeah, probably not, actually. If you're one That's of those people who yells Freebird out at the bar and you haven't heard that song within the last five or ten years, you can fuck yourself, okay? <laughs> How about that? Yeah. Um, yeah. Just, uh, just have a nice, a nice sit down. With yourself before you think about doing that and go, no, just just don't do it. 
just don't do it, folks. <laughs> no one's going to have a sit down with themselves and say, just don't do it. Well, especially I'm having at a, a bar. sit down with you right now. I was going to say, especially at a bar where there's mm-hmm. alcohol. Yeah. If you're thinking about yelling free bird, just think of my face going, don't fucking do it. Don't or just think it. of us saying, here's your free bird while we both go. <laughs> so there's that. Yeah. Um, anyway, that was, um, that was Daydreams by the Cabiners, mm-hmm. getting back to the, uh, you know, reason we're here. <laughs> and, uh, rather than just bitching about assholes at bars, um, of, of which there are very few now because the only assholes in bars now are, uh, some of the staff oh and, uh, none of them are servers. So, <laughs> cause it's all just the kitchen staff now. Yeah. Well, I guess there must be uh, some service depending because yeah. uh, they also serve booze now with takeout. Mm-hmm. And unless the kitchen staff have their smart, uh, their smart serve, they can't do it. Yeah. So legally, I mean, I'm sure it still happens. We are living in North Bay after all. but Yeah. But yeah. Mm-hmm. So now we're going to move on to the final... It's not the final track of the album. It's the second last track of the album. Mm-hmm. But uh, the final... From what I understand, the final original on the album. So we are going to just jump straight into that, and then we'll talk about it afterwards. I have not heard this song at all. Um, and I should specify that other than Waiting For You, um, I hadn't, I didn't listen to either of the other songs. And I beforehand. hadn't heard anything at all. So, yeah, so there you go. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm listening to this as you're listening to this. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, technically before, like but, hours later you know, or maybe a day, who knows? You're experiencing on. it as at the same time at, from watching the video at the same time as the virtual us. Yeah. Are, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, you know what we mean? You know what I mean? So yeah, here we go. You're the one that I'll be dreaming of 
Cabiners. Nice. Another very like pleasant song. It's interesting because when I heard the title, I was kind of expecting it to be a breakup song because like I don't know in my mind like driving away like driving away from somebody, and so like I was expecting it to be a lot sadder of a song that actually was. I was like, oh, that's actually kind of really nice. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think there's still there are moments of conflict like with the the bit in the chorus right like you told me everything was going to be okay right like yeah. that, at least that first section of the chorus before it resolves Mm-mm. is like oh yeah. things did not go how you wanted to <laughs> um in mm-hmm. is how i interpret it but i mean i was kind of thinking of it as in like someone's in distress and they're like oh everything's gonna be okay like you told me everything would be all right so i guess you could interpret it in a couple different ways but yeah, yeah. I just took it just because it, it, in that moment to me, it doesn't sound like super uplifting, right? Like mm-hmm. the rest of like the, the verse sounds kind of, it's very sweet yeah. sounding. And then at that point it gets like, there's some, mm, right? Mm-hmm. And that makes me think like, ah, it's like, fuck you, you told me, <laughs> you know? Uh, but then it resolves mm-hmm. again at the, at the end of the mm-hmm. course and it goes sweet again. Um, this, I, so... While I was listening to this, I was thinking that while... So I do love their harmonies. It's great. Yeah. And Dave's got a pretty fucking good range. Because mm-hmm. um, he gets up there in this song, for sure. I noticed that, yeah. But I would love to hear... And maybe this is like the other two or three originals that we just didn't check out. Uh, which we will check out after finishing recording here. We're just not going to do a full album because sitting here for you know, an hour and a half talking about music, people might not dig into the whole episode. That's you know? fair. Um, if people want that, then cool. Let us know, I mm-hmm. guess. Uh, but otherwise, uh, we're just going to do our normal thing, which is three <laughs> tracks is... from from an album, and there it is. Mm-hmm. This is our format. We're sticking to it. <laughs> For yeah. Now. Yeah. Is what we said when we started the Daily Street. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, it's changed so many times, though. <laughs> Not so many times. Relax. Not so many times, <laughs> but a few. It's fucking weird when you do it. Um, <laughs> but yeah. So, I was wondering during this about if they ever feel inclined to highlight one another's voices separately. Um, mm-hmm. Because Lonnie's voice, I think, comes out as, like, she is the main vocalist of the duo, right? Like, Dave, yeah. Dave plays the guitar, Lonnie is the singer, and then Dave is the the backing vocals, right? Is the impression I get from listening to what I have so far of their music. Yeah, that's the impression that I get, too. I mean, to be fair, though, we haven't listened to the whole album but yeah from yeah. the three songs we've heard that's well, the impression i get as well preface that already i mean yeah, yeah that's mm. um but yeah so i would love so i'm we're gonna dig into the other songs mm-hmm. um off camera but i i really hope that you guys take the time to do your own stuff as well um just because i think like harmonies are great and that's awesome but there were like there were moments even in in driving away that i was like 
I would love it if just one of them took a moment, and yeah. then the other took a moment, and then they came together. So, like, even in the chorus, right, uh, like, toward the end, the first you told me could be Dave singing, and then the second you told me could be Lonnie singing, and then they come back and harmonize the end of the chorus and then run it again, right? Yeah, Or yeah. that kind of thing. Um, I don't know, just back and forth, whatever. Mm-hmm. Or even just having your own songs. And in the covers, that might be a thing. Um, as well, but I wasn't going to dig into the covers because everyone's heard those songs before and um, I wanted to showcase your guys' music. Mm-hmm. So uh, if anyone wants to hear the Kavaners doing covers, check out what I assume will be however many online stream gigs they do while all of this insanity is going forward with, uh, with COVID-19. And then... Um, and then once it's all cleared up and the bars open up and they're playing again, you can check them out there if you want to listen to their covers. But here we're plugging their own original music because we want to support their creation of original music. Exactly. So speaking of which, we have to get recording our shit. We do. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so awesome. The Cabiners, Northern Ontario folk duo, um, I think they're great. They uh, mm-hmm. they have a sweetness to them that I'm kind of surprised about, um, if only because I find a lot of northern music is a little harder or a little rougher around the edges, I think. Yeah. Just because there's that feeling, like that sense of, oh, you're up north and it's tough to be up here and blah, 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 right? All that bullshit. I mean, we have... Between us, some, like, sweet songs, I guess, but mm-hmm. um, even all of mine, even the sweetest of my songs are pretty, still have moments of, like, you know, <laughs> uh, not to say they're metal songs, I just mean, like, that mm-hmm. some intensity that isn't uh, as, like, even in their most intense moment in Driving Away, I was just like, huh, there's still such a vulnerability that I was like, that's surprising and wonderful. And like yeah. you say, you say they're very pleasant. They're very, it's very it pleasant music, It is very pleasant. Music, it's right? like very pleasant to listen to. That's the best word I can use to describe that. And now, welcome to Easy Listening with the Cabiners, you know? Um, yeah, but so I, I definitely want to check them out live mm-hmm. um, when the opportunity arises, uh, just, to, just to see how they hit it out at a bar. Um, yeah, for sure. And I imagine that they're in the same boat as us in that as well, where it's like, well, when you play the bars is the reason you have to do the covers is because all of your own stuff is not necessarily stuff that people would go to a bar expecting to listen to for two hours, you know, waiting to do like we hope to do eventually like venues specific to people coming out and hearing our stuff. Right. And the other thing too, is like when you are playing bar gigs, a lot of time it's like three hours, four hours So, like, unless, you know, you've been doing it for a while or you're a very prolific songwriter, like, you may not have that much of your own music. I know I certainly don't. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't. Mm. Sure. I didn't mean that, though. I meant, like, Mm. even if it was a four hour gig they were playing, Mm. them doing two hours of their own music, if it's all this kind of music, Mm -hmm. I don't think they would get away with a ton of interest from a lot of people who go to bars 
especially when there's live music. They want something that's peppier, something that's going to lift them up, and then mm. the occasional song that's going to bring them down to buy another drink or five because they're feeling down, right? Yeah, and like, people also just want to hear songs they know, too. Exactly, so that's what I mean. So yeah. whether or not they're playing a two- or four-hour gig, mm. if they only have two hours of music, or they have whatever a length of their own music, mm. they're, the Kavanagh style of music from their originals that we've heard having played at the bars long enough, I think is not something that they could get away with just doing a whole gig of, um, at a bar. Mm -hmm. Like they need a venue that's dedicated to, Hey, the cabiners are playing here. Come check them out. Like maybe the Raven, um, if they're playing there, right? Mm -hmm. Like that, because typically when people go to the Raven, it's like, they're going to see that act as opposed to going to the, the bar and then there's music. Yeah. Right? That's, like the Fox, Cecil's, Lou Dogs. You're going there for the atmosphere. Well, some of those places you're not going for the atmosphere. But, like, <laughs> um, but you're going there for other reasons. The food, the drink, the, the people you already know there, whatever mm-hmm. else. You're going there and then there's live music. And then you get to take that in, right? So those kinds of places, it'd be, I think it'd be a tougher sell with the Cavaners music. Mm-hmm. Um, which makes total sense why they do covers and why half of their first album is covers. Mm. But is also why we're going to say, fuck that, we're promoting your own music. Exactly. Um, because you should be playing, I don't know, wherever. <laughs> wherever people just go out to see you, right? Mm. Um, having done the bar scene for way too many years. Uh, and I know there are people who just stick with the bar scene always and whatever, but sometimes it's just... Also depends on where you live too. North Bay's bar scene isn't exactly like. It can be kind of soul sucking. Well, times. it's just not. It's just not necessarily booming, right? So yeah. you're either you're either doing like a practice gig because you're playing for five people, or you're playing for a packed place, and everyone's yelling "Free Bird Wagon Wheel." Do you know this one of fifty country songs that we list that you have no idea about? Um, so that or that they're just all together not even paying attention, or almost falling over your gear. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, it gets, or they think it's karaoke. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it can get a little nutty. Um, and I had moments of that kind of shit in Toronto and Halifax and Ottawa and places that I played, but, like, yeah, North Bay is a different, different beast. It sure is. Um, so, it's kind of sweet that you get to cut your teeth here, actually, because then when we go elsewhere, you're going to be like, ha. Huh. This is so much easier. Yeah. Um, anyway. It's like learning to play on a shitty guitar. <laughs> then once yeah. you get, like, an actually nice guitar that, like, has good action, you're like, wow, this is so much easier to play. And I can actually play better now having played on a guitar that was hard to play, which is how I learned how to play guitar. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, same here. I mean, well, the first guitar I had was an electric, so, I mean... Mm-hmm. I've never played an electric that had action that was actually brutal um, in comparison to my first acoustic, which then did have... Well, not my first acoustic, because my first acoustic was my 12-string tack, which is my baby. Yeah. My first acoustic guitar was a $60 blue Chinese guitar from the hawk shop that couldn't really stay in tune to save its life. Hmm. So... (laughs) That's what I learned on. My second acoustic was the Tac Jasmine, which had some pretty super high action. 
So when I was learning on that, I was like, ah. Also, learning on a 12-string is way easier, in my opinion. Harder if you don't have uh, hands that can reach across the wider neck like yeah, yours. Yeah, if you have bigger hands, it's easier. But, but my uh, yeah, but then baby just fingers. <laughs> the surface area with the strings is easier on your fingers. So when I started playing the Jasmine as well, I was like, oh my god. And yeah. then I really learned what that was like. And now I can just play anything, whatever. Yeah. And people are just like, oh, well, that's a shitty guitar. I'm like, it's a guitar. Can I play a song on it? Cool. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, we got way off topic and just started talking about shit gigs and shit guitars. So, <laughs> um, but now we play Taylor's. Hashtag not a sponsor. Hashtag sponsorish. Hashtag fuck you, pay me. Um, and speaking of paying us... If you would like to, as we discussed earlier, begin to patronize us, as opposed to patronize us, we don't care about your uh, patronizing, but we would love your patronage. We would. So uh, we started up a Patreon. There's a link to the description. There's a link in the description below. Um, so do feel free to sign up. There are all sorts of different perks depending on the the level you decide to to jump in at. And uh, this includes, you know, compilation albums of ours of different covers that we do, which you get to uh, recommend, and um, li- uh, private live streams for for patrons, and um, you know, original artwork. Yeah. And uh, story time, explicit <laughs> story time, which is fun. Um, we'll be releasing some some stories on our YouTube channel, uh, Leclerc Studios, by the way. Mm. And, um, well, that's the other YouTube channel. This is swept up. Yeah. But the other one that powers this one. Um, but you'll get the explicit version of those stories where we have our initial reactions about everything. Yeah. Because kids' (laughs) books are fucked. Yeah, they are. (laughs) And I mean, even if you can't or don't want to pitch money, sharing it on your social media still helps us out too. So, yeah. Mm. So, yeah. So, do check out the Cabners. Um, there are links to their stuff down below. Um, check out their videos on YouTube. And check out their music. Buy their album. Pay for the album because it's worth it to support music. especially Absolutely. Especially independent music. Especially independent music at this point in time. Um, yeah. When <laughs> no musician can go out and play a gig. They all have to do it from home. Mm-hmm. Or in like a venue with no audience while they live stream it so mm-hmm. um any bit helps so do go and uh buy the cabiners album waiting for you uh because they are uh waiting for you to buy it so see what i did there smooth transition i do see what you did there so, they're waiting for you to listen to it <laughs> that's right um mainly to buy it though probably yeah like from being honest but if you're gonna buy it you're also gonna listen to it too or you're just going to send it to someone else and be like, oh, whatever. You know? Anyway, um, so that's it for us for this episode. I'm going to go crack open a cider and um, then start editing this mm-hmm. so that I can be up tomorrow, I guess. I'm going to hang out in self-isolation. With me, yeah. so... Yeah, so semi-self-isolation, because you're also there. Yeah. <laughs> I infect you. I infect you. Ah! I infect you. <laughs> I infect you. 
um, with love. Okay. So, okay. Anyway, that's us. Um, go buy the Kavanagh stuff. Go enjoy the music. It'll uh, it'll brighten your day while you have to sit in isolation. It's uh, it's going to remind you of all the things that you love to do outside if you're that kind of person, and that's going to make you sad. But at least it's uplifting music, so hopefully that'll fix things too a bit. Yeah. Music heals your soul and saves your sanity. Which sucks for me, because I neither have a soul nor sanity, but... What do you do? Anyway, have a good one, guys. We'll see you guys later. Swept Media. Get swept up in today's independent music.